When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Wednesday to all. Welcome into the PHLY Phillies podcast. Jamie Lynch, Renee Washington, Tyler Zuli here with you. Uh, this weather's pretty, pretty, um, pretty nice out today. I like this weather a lot. I still wore the shorts and flops to school in the morning uh, okay. with a little hoodie on, but I, I went with the pants today because uh, I'm a professional. Um, but ah. I do like this where you can like crack the window a little bit and get that cool breeze coming in and the sun shining. It's a, it's a good fall golf day, uh, but just a nice day outside in general. Yeah. So. You know, I, 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 I thought it was going to be a little bit warmer when I first walked out the front door. So I was a little un- underprepared. I'm a big scarf and hat person because oh. I don't like air like on my neck and on my ears. Wait, what? what? You don't like air? <laughs> no, I don't want the air like, on my neck. Like, are you a windows down person? <laughs> Like, I didn't have my windows down today. Apparently, you did. I didn't. But, like, but on, like, like a 75-degree sunny day, you don't have the windows down? Yeah, but that's different. It's it's not oh, the cold air, there. Like, oh, like I wouldn't mind. Like, this is a good crack your window like, at deep night. Breath. Oh, it's yeah. a great crack your window at night yeah. weather. Like, I love being cold when I sleep. But, like, when I walked out the door, I was kind of like, oh. But I, didn't oh. Want, I, I was too lazy to go back in the house and grab a scarf. And I was like, See, I'll just like tough it a out. a nice, big, deep hit of some cool fall air. So, like, I will say, stuff, for baby. it being November, it could be way worse. And I was talking yeah. about this uh, before the show with our folks around the office. Like, it, it could be worse. We could have snow. We could have all types of things. But at least it's sunny out. And it's 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 like a brisk day. Yeah. Like, if there's a little chill. It makes could me want be, some hot uh, chocolate. My, my cousin just moved to Chicago. Uh, and he ate shit on his stairs walking out of the building like his second week there and hurt his back uh, because oh. of black ice. So, yeah, it could be a lot worse. Oh, my front uh, stairs were had some dampness to it. I still don't know what it was from. And I definitely was like, oh, no. Somebody peed on you all over your steps. Basically. Yeah. Somebody, somebody couldn't make it. Yeah. Maybe. So happy sure. Wednesday to all out there. <laughs> a lot to get into today, actually, as a... Um, there's a lot of rumors coming out of the GM meetings out in Arizona. We're a little less than a month away from the owners' meetings uh, when things will really heat up. Uh, but I want to start today with uh, what a what a f- old friend of mine, Howard Eskin, had to say. It's just as genius what I'm hearing. Uh, but he did have two <laughs> interesting nuggets regarding the Phillies yesterday, and we all know. Howard is connected. Uh, I don't know his actual batting um, average when it comes to these stories, uh, <laughs> but he's never afraid to put his neck on the line and say it. Uh, so yesterday on WIP, he had two interesting things to say. Uh, one we'll start with, and then we'll get to the second one. Uh, Howard Eskin is hearing that the Phillies are, in fact, going to move on from re-signing Aaron Nola. He is, uh, there was a Sports Illustrated national reporter, I forget his name offhand, we can dig that up, uh, who kind of insinuated the same thing yesterday, uh, that the Rangers and Cardinals are the teams that are going to be hot after NOLA, and the Phillies may have kind of conceded that they're not going to match whatever the open market is going to dictate. So it appears now locally and both nationally, uh, two people in the game have said the Phillies are going to turn on, uh, turn past Aaron Nola and move on. And um, I hope it's not a mistake. Uh, you know, we've had this conversation before. The grass is not always greener, Renee. Uh, he, there was a consistency with Nola, uh, frustrating at times, no doubt. Uh, but he has been a major part of the turnaround here in Philadelphia. And uh, I thought he pitched well enough in big games over the last two years that they would have considered keeping him. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it is interesting as I was hearing and reading about uh, Howard Eskin's reports and the different reports that have come out since then. And as we're unpacking and digesting all the information, it definitely makes me go back to, you know, back in the spring when there were conversations floating around about, you know, a nine figure number that they were considering for Aaron Nola to, you know, as the Phillies were having those conversations with Aaron Nola and his team. And then that that number, you know, we kind of through spring training, through the season, Forgot about it. And then here we are again. And now after having a spring where other teams aren't really interested in Aaron Nola, his stock has gone up. And there are a lot of teams that are very interested in Aaron Nola and honestly interested in providing him with numbers that are bigger than what the Phillies can provide. So that's where as well, the Phillies saying, can provide whatever they'd like. Yeah, technically. But, they, but, but they what they're looking to provide. Himself, I'm sure. Exactly. In his so, so that part of it now hearing that it's a much more competitive you know, um, discussion around Aaron Nola, more teams are in, into the conversation when Howard Eskin was mentioning it, that the Phillies are probably not going to resign Nola. Then I was like, that actually kind of makes sense because they don't want to make it a bidding war, especially since there's, as we talked about other areas that the Phillies are looking to address in terms of bullpen arms, in terms of even, you know, um, what's going to, what's, We'll get into Reese Hoskins in a moment, but in general, the team's not willing to throw everything in the kitchen sink to keep Aaron Nola because there are other options out there. So I know, Kim, welcome. First time chatting with us live. Love that you are someone that listens to our podcast, Kim. Shout out, Kim. Nice to have you here live with us on the show. It's a pleasure. Will, Will, welcome back. We've seen you as well many times. Make sure you guys are hitting that like button, joining in the conversation. Jump in the chat just like Kim and Will have done to join the conversation. There's a lot of rumors swirling. There's a lot of conversation going around of what's next, what's going to happen, all these, you know, possible outcomes. But for Aaron Nola specifically, I don't think I'm surprised. As you mentioned, like I'm a little on the fence disappointed because I'm not a grass is greener on the other side type of a person. I'm always grass is greener where you water it person. But financially, why get into a bidding war if you have other options? So yeah, as we read Looks yesterday, like it. Uh, it appears there's no shortage of suitors for Aaron Nola, and that just means two teams are going to get in the bidding war. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, Aaron Nola, it, very possibly we've seen him the last time in a Phillies uniform. Uh, shout out MBD in the chat. Uh, don't worry, we're going to talk Josh Hader today, all right? So we'll get you real <laughs> irrational. I don't I don't really understand your Josh Hader hate, but we'll get into that because we are going to talk about some bullpen arms today. Yes. Uh, but the other... Probably more interesting nugget that Howard uh, spilled on WIP yesterday was that, according to him and someone he's talked to, um, Bryce Harper wants to play first base. And, mm-hmm. oh, Jamie from Derek Bodner, what's the best flavor of Sour Patch Kids? <laughs> I think that supersedes the Bryce Harper conversation. Clearly I'm, more important. Yeah, I'm going to go with the watermelon. I think the watermelon is king. That's strawberry hilarious. Strawberry makes a good push. Uh, but, yes, uh, Bryce Harper. <laughs> and this, Renee, comes as no, no real surprise to me. Uh, Tyler Zuli hitting the wrong button in Tyler's there. Tyler's just DJing back there. Look, we got Sour Patch Kids and, and yeah. DJ Tyler back there. So, so we're going Bryce, off, we are going off the rails. Bryce wanting to play first base comes as uh, no real shock to me. Um, there is that emotional intelligence thing where him saying, I want to play first base, he knows what that means for Reese Hoskins. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're as natural a baseball player as Bryce Harper is and you go from standing around right field being involved on, you know, let's say 9% of all plays at most, you know, 7 8%, and then moving into first base where you're involved in like, 65 i'm just making up these percentages yeah. just to paint the picture 65 70 percent of all plays huge that's difference. probably pretty appealing and especially yeah. when you when you go out there and you're just a freaking natural at it mm-hmm. uh so just being the baseball player he is and the addict he is to baseball i went yeah this makes a lot of sense so mm-hmm. it's very possible that the two longest tenured phillies aaron nola and reese hoskins both could be going elsewhere, and that Wild. is a major shakeup of the locker room if Howard Eskin is right. And <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves here, Howard. You got to be right here. Uh, <laughs> anybody can say stuff. Uh, but I, I do believe both have kind of common sense validity to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reese Hoskins <clears throat> could be farewell, uh, according to a lot of the top 50 free agent lists, depending on who's writing it. 
Reese Hoskins mostly falls in between like the 23rd and 30th top free agents on the market. Yeah. Uh, we'll speculate some teams that could make sense for him. Uh, but the Phillies might not be one of them, Renee. How does that make you feel inside? Well, I because he's been a fan oh, favorite. He's kind of been here through it all. He's listen, been first, first, pretty good player. You know, looking 30, at seven years, thirty-two home run guys don't grow on trees. No, no, and of course we were all devastated when Reese Hoskins tore his ACL, and you knew you weren't going to have him for the season. It was, it was devastating because you know Reese Hoskins is not only a good clubhouse guy good smashing homers but he's a fan favorite people love reese hoskins and now hearing this that his wife was his, buying people beers right right and now hearing that he may not be returning just to clarify howard Askins said he did say from his understanding uh-huh. that bryce harper um bryce Har- bryce wants to play first base from what i understand He's going to play first base, and that eliminates hoskins that was ex- exactly what if Eskin he wants was to play first so yes reese is done here was not Clearly stating that that came from Bryce's mouth specifically, but from his understanding, which as we know exactly, like you said, yeah. that means he wants to play first. If he wants to play first, he's got first. And then Howard's but wording then on the other it, so he gives it, himself a little out, too. The other, well, I was just told. Right, he's saying from what I understand <laughs> yeah, versus okay. from what I know, I, which know is a huge difference. I li- but you do have to tiptoe <laughs> it because you don't want to look like you are sure. putting out false information. But then on the other side of it, as we have talked about, Reese Hoskins you know, not the best first baseman. And, and for Bryce no, Harper stinks. to come in, he did a fantastic <laughs> job. We're going to bring back Reese off of an ACL and move Bryce, who has been lights out at first base in his short time since learning it. Or I know we were even talking before the show. Does that make him a DH? And then what happens with Kyle Schwarber? It's just too many question marks. and You can't fit all these pieces. It's kind of like you're putting a puzzle together, but the pieces aren't fitting. Something's got to go. So I don't love it. But I think from what I've been consistently saying, I do think there needs to be a, a change. In the Phillies, nothing drastic, but a change like not bringing back Reese Hoskins and Aaron Nola, that's, those are two major changes of guys that are Phillies through and through and are, you know, just not the best fit financially maybe for Aaron Nola. I know we talked yesterday about various other starting pitchers. We will get into the bullpen arms today, whether it's a Blake Snell or Yamamoto, whoever it is, or other bullpen arms. There, there's, there's other options out there for both of these guys in terms of teams, but even for the Phillies that you don't have to force it. You don't have to force trying to keep Reese Hoskins. And then now you're trying to figure out, well, what about Bryce going back into right field? Where does Nick go? Where, you know, it's, it makes it actually more complicated. Yeah, so Kim I, says in the chat, you know, why not give Hoskins that one year? Prove because it where deal. does he go? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Uh, That's a tough one. He could be your DH, but that means more Schwarber in the field. And I Which, think we've all uh, had our fill of Kyle Schwarber playing defense for yeah. the Phillies. Um, he can probably do better than a one-year prove-it deal at this point. Uh, you know, and that's the other thing. Baseball and I know trade rumors had him as a two-year, I think, uh, thirty-six million dollar deal or something. Bingo. Like that. And that's what Dave is saying in the chat. You know, Hoskins isn't going to take a one-year deal. Absolutely not. I mean, right now for for Reese, he is. We're talking that twenty thirty mark. I think I last saw him at twenty-six that he was ranked across all free agents definitely yeah, looking at reading, he's looking generally. at a two-year 36 million dollar deal roughly so to take a one-year deal would truly be because he just wants to stay with the phillies yeah his, and i don't know if his love for the phillies is going to outdo no, a two-year deal no, with 36 million. i it's mean money. I just, listen we we like the phillies but if someone was to offer you hey i'll give you a two-year deal to be a fan of somewhere else versus one-year deal staying with the phillies and you were offering 36 million yeah, he's got some other teams like the Twins, you know, like the the Angels, different teams that have been predicted to possibly be interested in him. So according to trade rumors, I think that those deals maybe outweigh a one-year deal in Philly, even though that might be heartbreaking, Kim, to your point um, of like, can we make it work? I yeah, don't think the only other option you really have for Reese is we've tried him in the outfield. He's terrible. We've tried him in first yeah. base. He's below average. Um, I like Reese Hoskins, but it does appear as though – that chapter has come to an end, and if we're being brutally frank, Reese, if you're listening, cover your ears. Um, I think it can be beneficial for the team, both defensively uh, and kind of clears a logjam. Uh, now that yeah. you know Bryce can play first and play it really well, uh, you kind of have a logjam in the outfield, and you kind of had a logjam at that DH first base position. Uh, so now it takes some money off of the books, and it allows you to supplement whether it's a better utility person, whether it's a better starting left fielder or a center fielder. Like, you know, Guriel is a guy for the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. we just saw who's a left fielder who's a free agent. Do you consider doing something like that? Do you shop Brandon Marsh? Do you shop Rojas? Right. Do you shop somebody like Castellanos now 
uh, because, you know, I, I love MLB hot stove. So I was reading all the rumors last night from the GM meetings. Mm-hmm. And while it really takes until the owners meetings the first week of December for things to start kind of getting in gear, uh, the GM's meetings are where, you know, the conversations start. And apparently the big rumor coming out of yesterday in Arizona is that teams now are coveting existing contracts, uh, i.e. your Kyle Schwarber's, Nick Castellanos's, Brandon Marsh's of the world, as opposed to the open market valuations mm-hmm. uh, and some of the numbers, because, you know, much like every sport, the contracts just go up year after year, yep. uh, being an uncapped sport and kind of baseball having a little bit of a resurgence here. Guys are going to make more and more and more money. Uh, so, you know, somebody yeah. like Nick Castellanos could kind of can be considered a bargain when you're looking at it. Basically, what does he have left there, Tyler? I think it's two years and mm-hmm. and 50 Something like that, two years and 45. Yeah, let me look it up for you. Yeah, I think it's somewhere around there. So if you're looking at, you know, Castellanos versus, let's say, Guriel, um, you know, do you really want to pay more money to Guriel when you have a probably more consistent, proven well, guy in Castellanos? So, like, now I think it really, Bryce, if he has made his decision, I think it opens up the trade floodgates for the team a little bit. Uh, and I do think there's going to be a lot of change. If Nolan Reese are the, the starting point, now I think there's going to be a little bit of a trickle down. And I wouldn't be surprised to see, um, you know, one yeah. of these outfielders moved. Yeah, I know Tyler just clarified in the chat for us um, in our personal chat. Oh, three that years, you guys 60. Can't see. Yes, okay. three years left, six million. So that means Schwarber has two years, 40. So okay. the other thing that's being brought up in the chat, and, and Kim, back to your question about can we, can a one-year deal work? I think... The, the other part of it is now you try to figure out how can you make this work? Which which guys can you be able to sign for or trade for or whatever to to keep as many of the, the favorites that you that you want to keep with the Phillies? It's hard because there is the emotional connection. You know, we have all floated around Nick Cassianos, Brandon Marsh, Johan, Yoro, Johan Rojas. Different guys that are potentially I'm trying, guys. I'm trying to make it stick. Guys that existence. are possible, you know options because their stock has gone up that you can use in a trade i know in the chat dave mopar mbd you guys are talking about trading kyle schwarber and having reese in that dh spot those are these are tough conversations why would to you take schwarber when you can just put him in the four hole and it would all make sense that, listen that's the thing like it's 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 Jen, it's not jenga it's like tetris like you're trying to move the pieces around to make it work to figure out what makes most sense i don't know about let's it, it can't be Kyle and Reese. And if I had to choose no, between the two, no, no. I'm, I'm going to go Kyle. with Kyle just also because of the simple fact that Reese is coming off of an ACL. Didn't play this past season. Kyle's Kyle move him. I don't want, we don't want him as lead off. We've talked about having him in the four spot. think that's the move, but either way, um, I know it's, it's back and forth in the chat, some mixed feelings. So this is the tough part because these are, this is where we, as we know, you're not bringing back the same guys next year. You've had this year and you shouldn't, there should be some changes. But it's that back to my dating analogies I've used every single day. Why not keep it consistent? It's the do I go with the sure thing I have now that has like a Reese Hoskins who gives you half and half or take the risk for someone that can give you closer to 80 percent of what you're looking for? You know, same thing with Nick Castellanos. I know Eugene saying it or someone saying it, which I think it was Eugene about like consistency. Do you go with Nick who, you know, the ups and downs of Nick, but you know what he can how great he can be when he's fantastic hitting back-to-back multi-homers well, he, he's a guy or do you take a risk and he's, try to he trade finds the back else? of his baseball card like nick castellanos so, consistency over the course of 162 games yes yeah, so there's ups and downs and there's points where he looks lost up there but he typically finds the back of his baseball card and that's what i meant by consistency with him schwarber now like is is a flat-out bargain if he doesn't have to play defense to pay 20 million got dollars to a guy that's going to lead the league in home runs every year like, that's a no-brainer to me. The reason I bring up Castellanos is because I think he actually has some value at three he years. He definitely 60, has value. 60 million. It's not going to get you a ton, but could it get you a high-leverage bullpen arm? Yeah, and that's I think the other part it, of it. I think it could. So I'm really curious what Dave Dombrowski has in store this offseason. I do think it's going to be very busy. And then the other part of this uh, that's kind of the trickle-down is if Aaron Nola is, in fact, gone, you have to lock up Zach Wheeler Absolutely. for an extension. Um, and that's something, you know, whether it's a three or four year deal, that's something you want to get done soon. I would think before the new pitching market gets established, Mm -hmm. uh, you kind of have that luxury now of getting it done early with him because 
the market isn't yet set. Uh, and all you're doing is guaranteeing him more money and, um, you know, more guaranteed money being that it's baseball. So, you yeah. know, that's another shoe that has to drop in all this. Well, that's the other part of it. You for many of us, it might make more sense to logistically want to move someone like Brandon Marsh or Johan Rojas instead of Nick Castellanos because Nick has a bigger ceiling. But when you're talking about trades, you also have to make sure you're including pieces that will allow you to get the most bang for your buck. So Nick Cassianos, who, and I know uh, Kim again talking about the emotional connection. Yeah, we might be more emotionally connected to someone like Nick versus, I don't even actually know if it's more than Brandon or Johan. I'm connected to all of them. I don't want to, there's nobody I can definitively say like, bye, I want to see you go, except for Craig Kimbrell. But for Nick Cassianos, he's going to give you more leverage in terms of a trade. Now, I know in the chat, you guys are sharing your thoughts. Keep dropping who you would trade, whatever you think. You stay by it. Drop it in the chat. I'm just going to read some of the comments. Um, I know that... Tim Williamson, you're saying it's the best option. Turn some of Schwarber's solo home runs to three-run home runs. Yes, I'm assuming you're talking about moving him down. Will, if they trade Casty, I want Hoskins at first and Harper back in the right. Okay. Um, Eugene Krabs is saying trade Schwarbs, Cassie, and let go of Reese and give $700 million to Otani. Okay, Eugene Krabs. Hey, say it with your chest, whatever you're feeling. Um, oh, what's up, MJKJ, I think is how you say it. You're saying you need a consistent hitter who will not swing for the fences every at-bat? And that's... For sure. That's, uh, I think I saw, uh, was it Bob Nightingale last night mm -hmm. tweeting about, you know, one of the... Or no, I was actually Ruben Amaro Jr. Uh, talking about some of the, the word coming out of Arizona in the GM meetings that now uh, all of a sudden there's a new trend in baseball that uh, teams are looking for more consistent hitters uh, than they are like, you know, gap and power guys. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> like no shit. Like why does, why do we have to go through these like hot new trends? Like a guy like, uh, you know, I've seen Gary L mentioned a couple times as a left fielder. If that was to be an option, I think that means Marsh is definitely gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a guy like that, I do think the Phillies have a need for a veteran consistent hitter. And Whoever that Agreed. may be, we'll, we'll kind of dive into You know I'm on that hill with you. Uh, you know, we'll dive into the outfielders available later this week. Uh, but two very interesting things from Howard Eskin yesterday. Uh, and another new interesting thing Well, is actually, before you move on to, from that, I just want to point out Sean Melody's comments in the chat because Sean's been asking a couple questions I want us to hit on. Sean was asking about the the, the clubhouse side of, of things, of how it will impact the team or if it will impact the team at all if Aaron Nolan and Reese Hoskins aren't back two big, you know, team guys, obviously been here for their career, uh, veterans in that sense. And then also you're saying you felt one reason this team is who they are is for their culture and their camaraderie. And these changes are needed, but the intangibles are hard for you. I, I agree with that. I'm, I'm very big on like a team first aspect. And I've said it on the show many times, and I've always believed this even in my own playing career. It's not always about having the most talented team. It is about having teammates that bring out the best of each other and allow you to play at your highest. I just wonder if right now, you know, if it for Reese Hoskins and Aaron Nola specifically, you run out of that. Like the the camaraderie does not outweigh the other side. And so personally, I think it'll hurt in the beginning and it'll be frustrating. And there might be those moments where you realize and remember, oh, shoot, I don't have Reese here or I don't have Aaron here. But I think that by like, May or June, the team, as well as many fans, would, would be more than fine with it and, and be okay with the fact that you don't have those locker room, clubhouse, you know, team culture type guys that are, you know, the veterans and more of the, your, your leaders in that sense, Jamie. I don't know if you um, agree uh, with that. Yeah, I mean, I think to a degree, sometimes it gets overblown. I think the reason they love Reese is because Reese is the one that would go out and take the media bullets and talk about <laughs> accountability and always be there consistently. Baseball is a grind in terms of the media. I would hate us. Uh, 162, so many games. 162 games plus spring training. You know, they're around you every day. It's just like the whole sport is a grind. So, like, you know, guys don't want to talk to the media all the time. So, you know, Reese was always that guy that would be accountable and go out there. And I think that goes a long way in a locker room, uh, you know. Find the new guy to do that. And, and that's not to like downplay Reese and what kind of character he is because he's a high character guy. But, you know, I don't think that rules your day uh, at the end of it. Uh, yeah. As long as you're not bringing in, you know, like a Trevor Brower, like somebody cancerous like that. Yes. The Phillies have a culture of pretty good guys. And, and Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber and JT and whoever's left will just keep that torch going on. It's much like, you know, 
the Eagles, how they have BG and mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox and and branding or uh, BG Fletcher Cox, uh, Jason, Jason Kelsey, Kelsey. Yeah. you know Lane Johnson, these old heads that are going to pass it on to the new heads, and the culture just continues to roll. So yeah, and, you know, and guys like Garrett and if Nick is back, um, obviously Bryce, Bryce, like they Bryce and Bryce, and they can be those types of um, team yeah. internal. Voices. Yeah, Bri- you know, I don't know who's going to be the Bryce. interview guy, but yes, somebody will step up. <laughs> somebody will. Uh, I want to introduce you to our next partner, AG1. It's a daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it now every morning because, as a father of two young girls, I'm really looking uh, to take care of myself a little bit better. And I gave AG1 a try because of those two girls and because it gives my body. Uh, everything it kind of needs. And it gives me that morning boost with my coffee when I'm making them breakfast. Uh, and it, ha- it makes me feel better. It, my gut health feels better. My fingernail strength has gotten better. I'm just overall loving AG1 so far. Uh, so it is a journey. And it's how I got started with AG1 was I was introduced to it here through All City. And uh, some of the DNVR guys from out west were like, dude, you got to try it. Uh, you know, it, it'll take you only a couple days to get used to it. Now I'm hooked on it. So that's how I got started it. Uh, and I've noticed an overall feeling of health that's better. My my stomach just more, more or less feels better every day. I don't need as much caffeine anymore because I feel like I'm getting kind of like that little bit of energy, sustainable boost from that. And all great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies and they're trained by the best in the world and the smartest in the world. And I trust them. And a lot of them also drink AG1. And that's part of the reason I'm a huge fan. With every daily serving, I'm setting myself up for success with 75 high quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients and support energy, focus, strength, and clarity. It's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits and helps just about everybody take great care of their health every day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash phlyphillies. That's ag1.com slash phlyphillies and check it out. Uh, so welcome aboard, AG1. Happy to have you. I brought him home, and my my wife was like, ooh. And uh, <laughs> she, she's probably siphoning off from uh, my supply as well. But uh, welcome aboard, <laughs> AG1. We're happy to have you here at yes. the All City Sports Network. Um, so a couple of rumors yesterday out in Arizona before we get to uh, our bullpen names today and then our ballpark game, which we're going to fail miserably at, uh, and then some national MLB storylines. But very interesting stuff in Philly's land. Uh, We'll be sure to monitor this and uh, hopefully get some guests on that can share more about it. Uh, But Aaron Nola, Reese Hoskins, uh, you know, no Craig Kimball most likely next year. Uh, No Scott Kingery. So things are, you know, the old guard is changing here. And after two failed attempts of being close, you know, that's, I think, very much needed. Uh, So the one big rumor was that teams are going to covet players under contract more so than in years past. Uh, because they don't like the open market money. Uh, the first big-name pitcher uh, was linked to a club yesterday as the Red Sox appear hard after Jordan Montgomery. Uh, they've already started conversations with his agents out in in Arizona. Uh, and typically you don't hear of, uh, you know, like a top 10 guy, uh, you know, starting specifically with a team this early. So uh, I wonder if that's an indication that, uh, things could heat up a little bit earlier than in years past this year. Uh, the GMs are going to be discussing the rule changes uh, that were implemented this year in baseball, i.e. the pitch clock, the base pass, and all that good stuff. Uh, and according to an athletic poll, Renee, I, I'm, I think you'll agree and Tyler will agree as well, uh, the players in the athletic poll believe that the pitch clock should be adjusted for the playoffs. Uh, that's something the GMs are going to be discussing this week. I, I don't think it's needed come playoff time. I think it's fine for the regular season when you're trying to speed up the game. But come playoff time, either either lengthen the clock or just eliminate it altogether. I'm not a big fan of rule changes for the postseason, to be honest. I think if you're going to do something, it just has to be all season because it does give 
What I can okay, so part of my reasoning is in college soccer, for example, they got rid of overtime in the regular season. There's no games that go into overtime for college soccer. And as someone that played college soccer, loved it. And then you go into the postseason, you are allowed to have overtime. And now you have teams getting in the postseason, and because they just haven't done it, they don't know how to go through how to go through overtime. I just think if you're gonna have a rule. If it's going to be different, it has to be very minor. So it either needs to be, as you mentioned, maybe like a time extension. But I would I would actually say just keep it. You know, I think part of the thing that makes it challenging with the pitch clock is it's just new. Not everybody, when it first was rolled out, there were a lot of question marks. We were unsure. We liked the fact it would speed up the games. What does this actually mean for pitchers? And as we talked about in the show and Tyler Zuli po- pointed out specifically, probably a big part of as to why around the league ERA was not great this year and and the numbers definitely increased but I think with time and getting used to it that the pitch clock will absolutely uh be something that's not as big of a deal that we're talking about so I say keep it for the postseason you know I don't I don't like changing it up Tyler Renee's in where do you fall on the playoff specific so uh, pitch clock I I understand that this is probably a bias because of who the situation allowed it to to or who the situation was and, and the magnitude of the situation for the city um, you, Craig Kimbrell. You, you would become no, Baltimore. No, 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 we don't not, say his name. Not <laughs> we don't mention I'm, that. I'm going CK back a year prior. You would never get the Robert Suarez, Bryce Harper in the rain, stare down pitcher matchup um, right before he hits the home run in the NLCS with a pitch clock it, because there would have been violations on Bryce Harper. Um, he would have been started to count 0-1. It would have changed the entire uh, landscape of the at-bat. I'm all for it in the uh, in the, the the landscape of the regular season. Um, it should not partake in postseason baseball. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just yeah. too much. Well, I know I Sean Melody's saying playoff games at 8 p.m., for example, are long enough. Keep the pitch clock. MBDBDBF saying, I'm saying love the pitch clock. Like Great idea. Seconds. Sean is saying and just get rid of the ghost runner. Nope. I know you're, you're a huge. Well, luckily they do in, in playoff. Yeah, but I'm, like, like I'm with you, you in the regular season. For the regular season, season for just sure. You don't but need both. I think the games, the, the timing of the games actually is a good point. I didn't think about that part of it. I mean, those, those 8 o'clock games. You're, you're, it's so late already. The pitch clock having the game extended. While I do love those iconic moments, Tyler, I also love moments where you know you're going to be out of the game within two hours, two and a half hours, versus it possibly extending because of the pitch clock yeah. not existing. So, so that's interesting. Nah. Uh, one of the other rumors, and and by the way, just addressing Trevor Bauer in the chat. Um, Trevor Bauer's been a J.O. long before the sexual assault claims. Um, so, yeah, he might um have cleared his name i am there's never. still a lot uh, up in the air about that uh, he countersued so stuff would be public before all that and and just wipe that stuff aside which you can't even do he was a jo before that and he was a hothead before that just mm-hmm. not worth bringing into your locker room mm-hmm. like end of story um you know the guy's and, gonna be blacklisted from baseball almost in a way so just, just nah and I'm as good. a female myself, I will absolutely say it. I have no problem saying if anybody's been accused of sexual assault for one person, let alone, you know, a fourth woman or a settled dispute, I don't care what happens in the courts. If you are someone that is sexually assaulting women, putting your hands on them, being violent in any way, any sort of abuse, don't want you here. I don't care how talented you are. You can be, you know, God's gift to earth, superhuman. I don't care because sports should not trump the fact that you are a terrible person and a, a, a someone that has been doing criminal activity. So y'all can want say it's cleared and we don't care and whatever. I care, always will care. And I don't care if, if it's been 10 years or 20 years or 50 years. If you have done something like that, there is not a place for you on any team that I will ever support. Yeah, Racism, just, discrimination, homophobic comments. I don't care if it's verbal, physical, whatever. Don't want you here. So no, uh, no. So yeah, so that's a big no from all of us here on Trevor Bauer. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you can take chances that's elsewhere. That's a hell no. People. Uh, one of the other rumors coming out was that the Los Angeles Dodgers and one of the reasons they did not offer J.D. Martinez a qualifying offer, uh, and I do think this is where Otani is going to end up, unfortunately, uh, is because they want to stay liquid and flexible for Shoei Otani. Uh, I really wish he would stay in the AL. Uh, I much prefer that. Now, he can't pitch this year uh, because of the Tommy John, but he should be able to play in the field. I can't wait to see what that contract is. It's probably going to be north of $500 million, which is absolutely wild to become a half a billionaire in one signature uh but good for him uh unfortunately he's gonna go to the dodgers but the dodgers are kind of weird in that they seem to get like all these great players and it doesn't matter um so you know 
obviously you don't want to see Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman get Shoei Otani uh, in that lineup because that's about as nasty of three hitters as you could possibly put together in all of baseball. Uh, we'll see if it works for the Dodgers, but I think that's an early indication that Dodgers are all in for Otani, and he's probably going to end up playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. And just really quickly, Dave, I do want to address your comments. I cannot stand the fact that there are people that will falsely accuse someone for a check because it does mess up for actual victims that they don't feel they can come forward because they're going to be accused of lying and and seeking just you know, a settle, a settlement. So no, I'm not siding with the woman either, but as Jamie pointed out and as history has shown, it's, it's not a one-time issue that we've seen. Trevor Bauer in the mix. I don't want so him in this locker room. It's very, it's very simple. Stuff. Like that, that incident does not help because obviously there's been, it's controversial and don't know fully all the details enough to know, but I do know enough from overall big picture of Trevor Bauer that he's not someone that I'd want with the Phillies period. But yeah. to your point about the rumors, Jamie, there have been, um, a lot, it seems like there's a change. And as you mentioned, it's, I think it's for the better that we're seeing, you know, more aggressive conversations about making deals early. I know the Yankees manager, Brian Cashman, uh, already was telling reporters, you know, specifically we come in very straightforward about it. You know, we're looking for two outfielders for San Francisco, for the giants. They also have been very transparent of like, this is exactly what we're looking for. Hoping to improve. The rumor you know, is the, the giants are going to go after Cody Bellinger. Exactly. Yeah. So I like that they're coming right out with it and being able to be comfortable. The Marlins did the same thing, you know, came right out and said also, you know, we're adding some contact to our lineup. Um, you know, they're, they're looking, they're talking about their needs openly, because why not? Why keep this stuff in the dark? We know what you need. We all have seen that you you guys play. Everybody can look at each team and point out some areas that they're looking to, um, you know, make some offseason changes. So I like that they're being a little bit more transparent. And while we understand there's a business side to it, that I think actually helps the business side. If you're coming out saying you're the the president of baseball operations, here's what we're looking for, here's what we want. You know, the Angels, the rumors about uh, Shohei Otani has been very public in that sense. So keep it coming. It makes it more fun for us to have something to talk about. But now it also allows us to see, okay, if this is what they're looking for, who are they going to bring in to actually fit that? So, All right. So speaking of that, it. let's move on to our bullpen, uh, guys. Uh, now, the bullpen is going to get, um, you know, an added, uh, you know, couple arms here. We'll see what happens. But you are going to have Sir Anthony. Uh, you're gonna have Alvarado. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have Hoffman back. You're gonna have Soto back. You're gonna have Orion back. Uh, you know, you're still gonna have those guys in the system like Brogdon, uh, the guy they just brought in from the Rays yesterday, um, is pretty much out of minor league options. So if he makes the team, he's already on the forty man. There's two open spots remaining on the forty man roster. So you can't send. And I don't have his name in front of me. Um, but you can't send him back down to the minor. So he's going to have a chance to make the bullpen in spring training. If he doesn't, he's just going to be straight up cut. Um, so there are going to be a couple names added to the bullpen. Um, now, obviously the big one on the market is Josh Hader. Uh, Dave Dombrowski mentioned him at the end of year press conference uh, when he said, when he was asked about the bullpen and he said, uh, I agree um, that, you know, big name closers are great, but there's so few of them in the game and he mentioned Hater by example. Now, MBD, if you're in the chat, <laughs> uh, I would love for you to say why you don't exactly like Josh Hater. He's a hater, hater. No, so I'm not signing Hater if they sign Anola or Yamamoto or, um, you know, one of these bigger name players. I think the Hater thing is pretty unrealistic, one. So let me preface it with that. But mm. two, if you strike out on those starting pitching options, then I think he becomes a viable option. Yeah. Um, so he's projected in the six-year, $110 million contract kind of realm. Uh, here he is last year for the Padres. The left-hander uh, appeared in 56 innings and 61 appearances. He went 2-3 and three with a 1-2-8 ERA, 85 Ks, and a 1.1 whip. Uh, he's a five-time All-Star, sub-one career whip, which is spectacular. Uh, and 15 Ks per nine, which is also really good. Uh, here is five years, 88 million. Another one I saw was six years, 110. So you're probably somewhere in that five to six, you know, floating around a hundred million dollar range. Um, biggest name on the market by far. I don't think that anybody else is really close. 
you know, Dombrowski said they think they have some arms in house that can fill that closer role. Uh, I thought it was interesting. He said, you don't really need that big name closer. The Josh haters of the world aren't around that often. Mm-hmm. Well, one's around. Uh, do you take a shot on them? I, I, I don't think they do, uh, but I'm certainly intrigued by it. Yeah. Also, I know in the chat, Eugene Krabs was mentioning, I don't want to overlook this. I know you touched on it briefly, but adding Fleming, you know, the Phillies on Monday did go through with acquiring left-hander Josh Fleming, right-hander Michael Mercado from the Rees, two separate transactions. Yeah, Fleming's the one without Fleming, minor league options. Yeah, so they claimed Fleming off of waivers. They got Mercado for a double-A um, right-hander Adam Leverett and cash considerations. And, you know, the, the numbers they've had are, are decent, um, but they're, you know, for Mercado specifically, looking to make that major league debut. Um, but overall Fleming at 27, two and zero with the four seventy ERA and 12 appearances with the Rays, 25 strikeouts, uh, 19 walks and 51 and two thirds innings, good sinker be- breaking ball combo and Mercado on the other side, 24, also young four seven nine ERA and 52 appearances last season with double a Montgomery and triple a Durham and struck out 95 walked 35 and 62 innings with a fastball that can average 95.7. So Two small changes that we've that we've seen. I don't know what you guys think about them. If you're yeah. encouraged by them at all, I mean, hey, we talked about going out and getting bullpen arms. You know, able to bring in a couple of guys, but of course, for the Phillies specifically, someone like Hater um, is is definitely a guy that you're looking to also add. I mean, it's it's not done. The Phillies are going to be looking to add more because, especially if Aaron Nola is unable to, uh, you, you're unable to re-sign Aaron Nola. You're now looking to bring in, if not a a big name starting pitcher, at least you know a guy that can be a four or five starting pitcher in the rotation, but then also some more bullpen arms to fill in. So I think I know MBDBDBF you're saying hater wouldn't take the ball for a four out save with the Padres postseason on the line. You know, Hey, I, I think that he's got, Oh wow. Eugene Krabs, you read my mind. I was gonna say, I think he's got to be better than Kimbrell at least. And I think, you know, for a hater, he, he's someone that I'd be very comfortable with in a Phillies uniform. Yeah, I just don't think he's going to happen if you sign, you know, one of these true number two type pitchers. So something to keep an eye on. The other names on my list um, that we can run through here and then we'll get to your guys real quick. I don't hate Hector Neris. I think he had a pretty good year last year uh, down in Houston. He's been solid. He's consistent. Uh, You know, his his projected market value is like a two year deal for 15 million dollars. There's his stats that Tyler made for you last year. Uh, some pretty decent numbers for Hector. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his hard hit number percentage and his exit velocity both went down last year. Uh, he moved into a setup role the last two years. And yeah, if you brought him in, that's what he would be. You'd have Sir Anthony and him uh, and maybe Orion if he you know exceeds next year, uh, maybe Hoffman. So all of a sudden you'd have like three or four high leverage kind of setup guys with the possibility of Alvarado being the closer, I would assume. Uh, but all of a sudden that would become a strength. So I don't, I don't hate the idea of Hector Neris at all. Now, Liam Hendricks is a guy we talked about yesterday briefly from the White Sox. Uh, he kicked Hodgkin's lymphoma's ass this year. Uh, didn't have his best year by any means, but who the hell does after you kick cancer's ass? Uh, but he is somebody that intrigues me, definitely. All I'm really looking for is one more guy that could potentially close for you, kind of be that set up high leverage guy. He only had five appearances last year. Numbers not great at all, but he did have that 1.04 whip. Uh, He has pedigree. Um, The White Sox declined his number. Uh, I think he's a guy that interests me. Some of his market projections are two years and 12 million. So again, another one of those like $6 million guys. There isn't a high risk involved with that you kind of have a good enough foundation in your bullpen where adding somebody like that to the mix uh, is very intriguing to me. Now the wild card I have is Jordan Hicks, Uh, St. Louis Cardinals. He came up with, he was a guy that throws absolute gas. He's been clocked as as high as a hundred and five miles an hour on the gun consistently throws around a hundred. He got traded to the blue Jays last year and actually improved uh, when he got to the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, he's a guy I would love to see. Uh, now, Tyler had a great line before the show. Uh, I want to bring him in because I just want all the guys that can throw 100 miles an hour. And Tyler <laughs> called him, yeah, if you want if you want to build a bullpen of the monsters of guys who throw hard, then sure, bring Jordan Hicks in because mm-hmm. you add him to Orion and Hoffman and Alvarado and Sir Anthony, and all of a sudden, 
you have like six guys that can throw a hundred plus miles an hour in a bullpen. Um, that is pretty intriguing. And then the final guy I've never seen pitch before, uh, but I don't care. I want to, I want to get uh, outside the box here and I'll go back to Japan again with Yaki Matsui. He's a 28 year old <laughs> left-handed uh, bullpen pitcher out of Japan. He's been one of the best relief pitchers over in Japan over the past couple of years. He's tallied 30 plus saves on uh, six different occasions uh, he had 39 saves this past year, a 1.57 ERA over 57 and a third innings, uh, three straight years with a sub two ERA. Uh, he struck out 32.5% of all hitters while walking just 6% of batters face. Uh, so those are kind of some of the guys I'd love to see them sign. Uh, I've never seen Matsui pitch, uh, but what the hell let's, let's gamble. Um, so Renee, who are some guys that you wouldn't mind? seeing in the bullpen uh in in additions here in the in the early off season yeah i think you know for me it's some complimentary guys i think someone like you know josh Hader or naris are are ones that they're they'd be great strong additions of knowing what they're going to get and there's some other names out there that in my opinion are good other just complimentary pieces that we're just expecting to give you some strong innings um get in get out so i know a couple of of options that i was looking at someone like lucas giolito um, you know, he was someone that at one point was a top target during the, the trade deadline, didn't have a great move after that, but was one for five with a six, eight, nine ERA and six starts with the angels, um, had a season ending you know, the season ended terribly for him. Uh, but Hey, if you're looking for a complimentary guy that maybe you can bring in and Caleb Cosm can work with and turn some things around. I don't know. G Giolito is at 29 years old, someone that. Um, not is not a high first option, but could be, you know, if, if you can get him for just an innings eater, possibly, uh, and a low price for sure. Um, I know also there's someone like Yariel Rodriguez who had been a starter at one point now more in a reliever role has played internationally. I know we're talking about the growth of the game and on the Japanese side, but as well, he played in Cuba for a number of years and, uh, had a one, one, five ERA 25 point, 27.5% strikeout rate and 56 appearances in uh, Chunichi in 2022, and someone that's just solid. I'm not looking at anything big. I'm looking for who can I get for a cheap price that I can, you know, eat some innings and just be there. Um, and then someone else that I think is like another iffy one is maybe like a Marcus Stroman, who I saw um, is available now. Stroman did have a 2.96 ERA um, and a 9.6 record in the first start of the season, but was inconsistent in the second half. That's why I think these are guys that are not my heavy hitters, but if you're looking to just add one or two more pieces, see if you can get a little potential out of them to, to be able to eat some innings for a low price. Hey, if you're, if you've got some money out there, maybe try them out. I was trying to go with some people that are a little different from your list, because I think once we get down the stretch, it's a little tough. There's not, there's not a lot of great pickings. It's like, you got to find what, pieces can work well so yeah Tyler, i know it's, it's, it's scary but there's not a lot of great options out there outside of our top hit you know top options for bullpen arms but i would say maybe some of these guys can get for a cheap price a nice discounted rate and eat some innings for you who knows <laughs> what do you got Tyler? Yeah, so uh I, I know the comment section was just roasting the uh ineptitude of the uh, padres clubhouse so i'm going to apologize for going back there i promise yeah. you i promise you i'm not mm -hmm. going the josh hater route though but i, I really uh there, there's two are guys you opposed to hater i'm opposed to hater the human being i mean like i always see a pos oh he's really? a scumbag he's, oh, okay. uh, that's yeah, why I mean, he doesn't like him either yeah, he's an absolute he's an absolute dirtball oh, i didn't with, know the scumbagness with, of it. with racist tweets in his past oh really i didn't know that multiple tweets with multiple Ooh, usage excuse of, me there of, on of racial Nevitae slurs on Josh Hader's i don't know his tweets i don't know it's that bad it's but bad. i knew i'd heard some rumors yeah it's, it's don't want him then it's, it's not great. I mean, if you're, you guys were talking earlier about, you know, the camaraderie and the culture of this clubhouse, he don't fit. He don't fit at all. No, I think he's at most like a 2% chance of them. Um, but, but, but the, he can throw a baseball. The, uh, the, the guy that I'm, I'm looking at, I've actually, there, there's two guys and one, I didn't realize this guy was a free agent. The other one was Robert Suarez, who we were talking about how the, the Padres are poor and they need to, you Broke know, start, boys. start probably moving some assets. Robert Suarez would be a guy that I would consider, but, uh, Nick Martinez is a guy that I think it, it gives you optionality. It gives you like what Matt Strom gave you, uh, from the right side. He can start, he can come out of the bullpen. He was really good in the postseason last year and this year he uh, started the year as a starter kind of reverted back to a uh, to a reliever role as the season went on um, the Padres had to pick up 
They had the, you know how when players have options like Liam Hendricks got his player option declined yeah, or his no team kidding. option declined. The Padres had to make a decision mutually on two consecutive years of options for Nick Martinez. Jeez. They had to decide on 24 and 25, and they declined it. He also had a player option that he opted out of. I wouldn't be surprised to see Nick Martinez get low end starter money because he does have that capability to to do it. But if he's willing to take a uh, kind of a swing Matt Strom type role. Um, not in the same, I don't know if he's going to have the same success, but in that kind of similar style where maybe you need him to start in the beginning of the year and he can kind of phase back into the bullpen where I think he's probably a little bit stronger. Um, Martinez would be a guy that I'd be really yeah, interested in. Yeah, they like in. those versatility guys, especially somebody that can give you middle relief if needed to start. Yes. And, you know, if Christopher Sanchez or somebody gets hurt like that. Um, so, yeah, that's a, it's an interesting name yeah, for sure. And then the other yeah. one is uh, we, we talked about his brother because he was part of that trade package that brought Gregory Soto to Philadelphia is <laughs> Phil Maton from the uh, Houston Astros. Spent the last couple of years with Houston. Market value is just one year and $4 million for a guy that's posted a 3-3 and a 3-6 over the last two seasons. I'm not expecting him to be a, a stud by any means in, in, you know, in the high leverage back end of the bullpen. He's getting a little bit older. But if you're looking for guys who know how to get outs and have gotten outs in big situations – Phil Maton's a guy that interests me. I'll, I'm yeah. interested in anybody from the Astros. <laughs> uh, they just seem to develop pitchers really well. Uh, and you yeah. know what else can develop your ass in some seats at your favorite events? That's the game time I app. The same transition or yeah. similar transition. Get your ass in whatever seat you want with the game time app and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. I told you about how I just used them last weekend. Unfortunately, the two young girls don't let me get to every event I want to go to. Uh, but I am a game time devotee from now on because it was so simple, so easy, and I got those awesome seat views. I knew exactly what we were in store for. I knew our seats. You know, as I walked in, I went, "Oh, we're right over there. Let's go to the bar." Uh, so you know, it, it was just so so easy. Uh, they have killer meals on killer meals, killer deals on last minute tickets, and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting f- hyped for all the fun you're gonna have. They have flash deals, last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy, seats, views, uh, images right there in the app. It's the place for last-minute tickets. Uh, Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah, when you buy those tickets, you want to make sure you look good sitting in the stands. You want to make sure you're rocking some apparel. I know somebody was asking about your hoodie. Well, there's a great spot to buy some merch and hoodies. That's over at FOCO. And FOCO is the place to be able to buy bobbleheads, toys, collectibles, shirts, hats, shoes they've got slippers they've got so many different types of team merchandise you can buy and you can use the code that is on your screen for those of you that are watching us live using code phly to get 10 percent off again for those listening on our podcast platforms phly gets you 10 percent off at foco they allow you to have the latest the greatest and really cool merchandise to be able to rock in your house out at the games out at concerts, when you're tailgating, wherever you are at, using FOCO and that code PHLY for 10% off. Awesome. Spiral yes. Out said he got his tool ticks. Love game that. Time. Thank Love you, Spiral that. Out, for supporting our good cause here. And thanks to everybody for hanging out with us today. Uh, an awesome time. All right, let's get to guess that ballpark before we do the, uh, I guess, kind of national news around baseball. Uh, this uh, pose... It poses to be a lot harder uh, than so I difficult. anticipated. Uh, I originally thought I might be able to get between 10 and 12 stadiums. Ah, I'll be lucky if I get five. Uh, so <sighs> this is the evil, uh, torturous idea of our social media uh, maven, Chris. Uh, so let's see the torture chamber today, Tyler. Now, me and Renee don't know these, have never seen these. Nope. Tyler knows the answer. You in the chat, please guess along with Help us. us. Are you um, Yesterday we did have oh. Bush Stadium, which was tough. This one is just as tough. See, my problem is I always look at the outline and I'm seeing I'm, all types of objects. I'm going Astros. I'm going Astros. I feel fairly confident. Okay. Maybe. 
I don't know. I'm actually terrified because actually no confidence whatsoever. <laughs> actually, I have no confidence, but I'm going um, go to go with Minute Maid Park. OK, that final answer. And if I and if I'm wrong here, I, I might not get one right throughout the course of this game. So Minute Maid Park, final answer. Um, please make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe as I stall because I have no idea. Or is Neil it, is saying oh, Fenway. Oh, he no Fenway. Doesn't, I don't think oh no, they do have that. That like that that oh, back he's triangle. Right. He's right. They do have that little. Cut I don't know though. The right There's center. a lot of different answers. I don't. It's not the Diamondbacks. Detroit Cubs. Cubs. Oh shit, guys! I don't know. Um, I'm really bad at this game. Uh, I'm and gonna I have stick no with problem. Minute Maid. I'm gonna stick with Minute Maid. Now Wrigley's uniformed wall. But Fenway does have that little. See, I don't, I don't know the, the outfield. Oh. Okay, I was gonna go. But with... Fenway's right field is shorter. I think that would be a more diagonal line inward than outward. I'm sticking with Minimate. I don't know. Uh, I'm screwed. I'm gonna this go with hard. Cleveland actually. All right, so. Renee, you're going Cleveland. Jamie, you're going Minute Maid. I will tell you today. I feel like we should get hit. Someone in the today, chat. Is the right. answer is correct in the chat. Yeah, there is a correct Fenway, answer in the it? chat. It's Fenway. It's Fenway. I think it's going to be Fenway. Wow! Yeah. Good job, guys. Damn it! You guys are so good at this. Uh, I might not get <laughs> one right. I thought you know I'd, I'd have a shot you're here. You're so good at this. After blowing Fenway, I think I'm screwed. That yeah, the, it's always the the outfield for me. I'm like. I don't know. You don't always. <sighs> Good job to everybody in the chat yes. that got it. We salute just, you. Just a fun little uh, game to play along with. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, you can find that on our social media platforms. Yes, we will be sharing it. PHLY underscore Phillies. You can follow us at PHLY. Uh, underscore sports uh, on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. I think we even have some TikTok teens doing some stuff for us, and so we exist there. So follow us on all the social media platforms uh, for sure. <laughs> Shout out to Neil Boom, absolutely did yeah, a great I'm job really in Mopar. We were, job, we were definitely Zulied. I know Christy, Neil, you a couple of you guys to Eugene were saying Fenway. So. Shout out to you for that. Uh, we will definitely have more of these coming. I thought Fenway was we, one of like the five I was going to I get. know. And that's what you were saying. And then lo and behold, uh, there it was. So already we've had Bush Stadium. We've had Fenway. We're gonna, I'm going to keep track of these because it's going to help, I feel like, down mm. the stretch, maybe. Who knows? But you know what else can help you in a big way? That's Hero Bread because you want to make sure you're eating delicious, tasty options that allow you to have great sandwiches, wraps, tortillas, rolls, whatever it is, especially as we're gearing up for the holiday season and you guys are looking to put together for that Thanksgiving meal or Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah meals, whatever it is you guys are doing, that you guys are able to uh, be able to have some healthy options. Now, Hero Bread, what I like about them is they took time to really test things out, to find bread options that regardless of your dietary restrictions, health issues, anything else that you're looking to, you know, make sure you're paying attention to hero bread is the place that will always be able to accommodate you with bread that across the board is good for you. Soft, fluffy, delicious, high fiber, ultra low net carbs, that zero gram sugar per slice. And you can use the code PHLY at hero bread to get 10% off. It is hero.co. So not.com co because they're unique and special and they don't even need an M on the end of their URL hero.co use that code P H L Y get 10% off of their delicious options. I've tried it. I've had it. You can too. Fewer calories than the leading national brands and five to 10 grams protein per serving hero bread. Got you covered, guys. Nice. Um, Before we get to out. a quick point, though, for Dave, no, I will not be there this weekend. Apologies. I rarely can get to LaSalle home, homecoming or any of my school's home, homecomings for that matter. But I will be here doing a Sixer show actually on Sunday. So nice. Yeah. Uh, and I actually get the weekend off because yeah. the Eagles have a bye. So that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yes, MBD. I guess I got swayed off of Hater because of his uh, JO-ness. That's fine. Well, that. I didn't even. I didn't even know about. No, it was that, that so. bad. But once I hear eyes. that, say you know, say less. I try. I try to really follow just the athlete in terms of who they are in the game. But if you're out there doing personal things like making racist tweets, eh, eh. like I said before, this is not the spot for you. Um, so before we get out of here today, just want to run through some of the national news around Major League Baseball outside of the rumor mill uh, that's been happening. The NL Manager of the Year candidates were revealed. Uh, it's Snicker from the Braves, which we'll talk about in a second. Craig Council from the Brewers, <laughs> which, again, we'll talk about in a second. Uh, and Schumacher from the Marlins. Now, Snitaker, um, like, yeah, okay, you won like 105 games. 
you kind of had a ready-made lineup and you kind of have like one of the best farm systems in baseball uh, feeding your major league roster. Um, it, is he really deserving? I think Tori Lavolo got kind of jobbed on this. Uh, I know it was an only an 84 win regular season team and the playoffs. I think the voting happens before the playoffs even happen. So when you look at it through that context, maybe not like robbed, but Brent Snitaker, like, I, I mean, come on. I think me, you and Tyler could manage the Braves to a hundred wins. Yeah, but it's a regular season award. Mm. So if you're looking at the regular the season roster, that they had. Your expectation is you win. But as, he did I mean, a big part of being considered manager of the year is that you yeah. your team wins a lot of games. Screw him. So unfortunately, the, the winning and the success absolutely is what's going to always put. It's always the top regular season records yeah. that coaches end up being in that kind of. What did he do for the Braves? Unless you have a yeah. huge, you're still salty. Unless you have a huge turnaround where you go from being like a losing team to a top team. Well, that's what Tori Lavola has exactly. done. He took over like a 67 win exactly. team. Two but, years has him, you know, go into the World Series. Yeah, Snicker, I mean, screw yeah. you, Council. Uh, he's a turncoat. Um, I, I think Schumacher <laughs> actually probably deserves it to to have the Marlins as competitive as they were this year. Uh, yeah. So we'll see who wins that in the coming days. Uh, the Braves picked up the option on Charlie Morton in some NL East news. They declined an option on Eddie Rosario, the former World Series. Was he co-MVP or just straight-up MVP? I think it was just MVP. It was just MVP. Maybe it was mm. NLCS, whatever it was. Uh, the Braves declined his option. Uh, in other NL East news, the Mets hire Yankees, Bench Coast, uh, who also the same name as the comedian, right? Carlos Mendoza. Wasn't that a comedian? Uh, who am I thinking of? Carlos Mendoza. Not my. Mendoza. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't not know Mendoza. Mendoza, that Mendoza was, was the serial killer? The Mendoza the brothers? Blood brothers? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They, the they are the killers. Brothers. That's what I'm like, I, I don't know. Famous I know something famous, but not for being funny, yeah. for being uh, <laughs> murderers. So he spent 15 years across town with the Yankees. He was Aaron Bo uh, Boone's top bench coach. Uh, and the Mets hire him after missing out on Craig Council, who is a Milwaukee area kid, uh, coached the Brewers for the last 10 years. I saw Jason Stark or Buster Only, one of them, right? Oh, Menendez brothers. The Menendez brother. Not but they Mendoza. were from that. They were from that same area. Yeah, uh -huh. they're in the New Jersey uh, New York area. That, according to <laughs> GMs and executives around baseball, uh, Craig Council is constantly mentioned as a top three to five manager. Uh, the Brewers lose them to much of the surprise of Brewers fans and probably team and executives to their rival, the Chicago Cubs, who give them a huge five-year, $40 million deal, which kind of bucks the trend in baseball for baseball managers getting underpaid. Uh, it was such a surprise to the Milwaukee Brewers that Brewers owner Mark Atanzio said, are you messing with me when Craig Council first gave him the news? <laughs> so that was the big shockwave through Major League Baseball this week that Craig Council, who Tyler, I believe, thinks is overrated, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, well. no, I, think the, I think the Brewers were overrated. I think Craig Council's a, a decent enough manager. You think he can save the Cubs? No. I think the Cubs are on the doorstep of being good. Yeah, they do. And they have a. They got a uh, I was uh, looking at prospects the other day. They have like four or five of the yeah, top I mean, like I'm 25 a, kids. I've, yeah. be I've become a huge uh, Pico Armstrong fan. I think he's going to be really good in major league baseball they've got a, a good list of arms too i think that they're they're knocking on the doorstep of being good even if cody bellinger doesn't come back yeah well i do like that craig council had uh some emotional things because he grew up a brewers fan yeah he grew up in the area and so uh you know he was Go very emotional bag, that craig. he was like i was happy i was crying i was laughing i went through all of it, it makes for a really full day there was a lot yesterday i mean I, we enjoyed those emotional sides i know we were talking about in the chat earlier of just how, you know, it's not an easy decision. You, you, this is home. And now you're, you're going somewhere completely different from Milwaukee of all places. Um, that's, no that's a huge for you difference. You yeah. Home, going to, to Chi town. So, um, so yeah. other little bit of news, AL MVP finalists, uh, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager and Shoei Otani are the three AL finalists, uh, big money for the Rangers spent on those two in the middle <laughs> of the infield. I would say that worked out for him with a World Series title and uh, both considered MVP finalists. And then the NL, again, two teammates and somebody in our division, Ronald Acuna Jr., Freddie Freeman, and Mookie Betts are the three NL MVP finalists. I would imagine it's going to Otani and Acuna, mm -hmm. uh, but damn, you can make a pretty strong case for Mookie Betts uh, to take the NL one as well. So we'll yeah, see what happens I'm there. 
definitely on the Acuna is I would expect if, if it doesn't go to Acuna, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. And then the sure. final two little nuggets, the Marlins did something smart. I hate that. Uh, they hired uh, the Rays GM, Peter Pendex to run baseball operations. Now just working for the Rays doesn't mean you're going to be good, uh, but they seem to get the most out of the least. Um, so I always think a Rays hire is pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Marlins moved on. Uh, there and our old friend Matt Klintak uh, gets mm. promoted within the Brewers organization. He was a, an assistant to the GM. Now he's an executive advisor to the GM. So Matt Klintak moving on up with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, so that wraps it up for us here today. Uh, for Tyler Zuli, Renee Washington, Jamie Lynch, we'll be back tomorrow. I believe at 1230, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head. Yep, we are back um, at 1230 tomorrow. 1230 tomorrow. And we'll be talking about uh, either some infielders or outfielders. We'll figure that out in the post-show meeting today. Uh, but we'll talk about some targets and free agency there for the team. And, you know, what a potential departure of Reese Hoskins and Aaron Nola looks like. Do you move on from a Brandon Marsh? Do you move on from a Rojas? Or so many a, questions. You know, uh, the outfield, I think, is a really interesting discussion. Infield, you're just talking about adding versatility and depth, more or less. So uh, we will continue those conversations this week as the MLB offseason picks up and is underway. Uh, for everybody here at the PHLY Phillies podcast, thanks for hanging out with us today. Make sure you're hitting that like, subscribe button. Check out the podcast. We love you all. We appreciate your time, and we'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Silly like the mayor.